When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, time for Fan Mail Friday, where we're going to answer your questions and drop some knowledge and give feedback to help you kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this isn't a great place to start. Most of our content is more in-depth than longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. We'll send all of this to your inbox if you text charmed, that's charmed, to 33444. That's where we've got the fundamentals of body language and nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. First of all, I got to say, we got thousands of replies to my last few emails, and I'm going to call in some reinforcements in terms of getting back to people on time because I'm like a month behind on email given how much I have sitting in there. So I still read everything. Don't worry. I'm just going to be siphoning some stuff to other folks, and it's not going to be somebody in the friggin' Philippines or Vietnam, native English speakers, members of the AOC team working at HQ. So uh, if you don't hear from me for a while and or you hear from Patrick, Rob, or somebody else, Jen, uh, they're just helping me out. It's not uh, outsourced to, to uh, random robots. I just want to let everybody know that. All right, let's cut to it. Dear Jordan, I was talking to a woman via text for a while. We had a couple of dates scheduled, and she flaked on me, so I pretty much gave up. After about a month or so, she hit me up again. She seems more serious about getting together this time, but I'm kind of on a once-bitten-twice-shy tip with her right now. What do you recommend? Signed, Gunshy. Hey, Gunshy. AOC teaches people that their time is the most valuable commodity. So this means you need to be selective about who you choose to spend it with. And from the sound of it, this person is not a good use of your time. She's probably going to flake on you again. But more to the point, why do you want to spend time with somebody who's already flaked on you and or made you second choice in the past? Put simply, your time is better used going to find a new person who won't flake on you than it is trying to get this flake to stop flaking, if that makes sense. So unless you feel there's some undeniable, inseparable, insanely powerful connection at work here, and specifically one that's not just in your head or your pants— I'd say you should just call it quits, and frankly, there isn't much here. You gotta move on. Never treat somebody as a priority when they're treating you as an option. In this case, she is treating you as an option, as a last choice. You are treating her as a priority. That will be your undoing. Hey, Jordan. On the recent show with Dr. Rhonda Patrick, you made a clearly jokey comment about sunscreen being bad for you, but I was surprised to hear Dr. Patrick enthusiastically agree There's a difficult trade-off between getting enough vitamin D while also not putting yourself at unnecessary risk for skin cancer. The UK's official health guideline agency spoke out about this just a few days ago using almost those exact words. For a health expert to ignore or underplay the risks of skin cancer seems irresponsible. 
Yeah, you know, I agree. I, I'm open to the science on this. For me, it seems like supplementing with vitamin D is probably better for you than not wearing sunblock. First of all, vitamin D, you can get it with your fish oil. You can get it separately. Yeah, it may not be as good as the sun, but I don't know of that many people that have just clinically been proven to die from lack of vitamin D. Tons of people get skin cancer and die or have serious, serious health complications. So if it comes down to it, I would say if you had to choose one over the other, definitely choose the vitamin D deficiency, which, of course, like I said, you can supplement with with supplements. So I'm a little bit skeptical, and I, I would like to check back with Dr. Rhonda Patrick and see if that's really what she meant or if she was joking and the delivery was just off. But I think you're right, man. I think there's a, it's a good point to be made, and it does seem a little irresponsible if indeed that's what she meant. But I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I think we were both kind of just kidding on that one. So yes, always wear sunscreen. Hello, Jordan. I've reached out before, and I have continued to listen to the podcast and read your blogs. I have a couple of questions I would like to ask you. First off, I'm struggling with my morning ritual. Do you have any tips for getting out of bed? Normally, I would have my alarm away from my bed, so it forces me to get out of bed to turn it off, but I'm in college, which means having a roommate. I feel like it's unfair to him to have my alarm going off for a couple of minutes before I get it turned off. Therefore, I set my alarm, hit snooze a couple times, finally get out of bed, and then stumble to my part-time job around 7. The days where I do wake up, I'm brain dead and not productive. How can I snap out of this unproductive state and start being productive right away? Second, I noticed I waste a lot of time in transition. For example, I get to the library, and for the first five minutes, I spend it browsing social media and the internet. What advice do you have for jumping from one thing to another? Thirdly, so far, I have taken actions to figure out who I am. Therapy, doing exercises in the pursuit of greatness, for example. The biggest challenge I have is talking to other people about my personal growth problems. Asking questions about me like... How would people describe me and ask someone what your top strengths and weaknesses are scare the crap out of me? Any tips on how to accomplish this? I'm a person who sucks at building great friendships but just has friends. Fourthly, this is more of a request, but have you considered bringing a guest on the show who would talk about how to break habits? I'm 21 and constantly bite my nails and pick my acne. I even do this in class and it's embarrassing. I hope this isn't too much. I didn't know who else to ask. Warmest, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Look, man, even I do some of this stuff when I'm feeling anxious, have anxiety going through the roof. It gets worse when I have a lot to do and I can't focus. It's possible you've got, quote-unquote, adult ADHD, whether or not that's even a thing. is The jury's still out. So here's what I'm going to say. Meditation. It helped me get through high school. It helped me get through law school. It helped me get through the day even now. And exercise. I know it sounds cliche, but that's going to burn off some of that nervous energy as well. So between meditation and exercise, you'll be a new man. I, I've been there. Like I said, this is a voice of experience. Start there. And then if that doesn't help, you can try supplements, but stay away from medication. By supplements, I mean things like you can try, we use lifted views sometimes uh, from the show. That stuff helps, you know, but stay away from medication. Medication, Adderall, this stuff is bad for you. It's habit forming. And it's just, it's really hard on your system, if you in your heart especially. If you do go on it because nothing else works, you got to take the lowest dose the doctor will allow and then get off of it on weekends, get off of it on school breaks once you're out of school. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not talking about antidepressants. I'm not talking about those types of medications. Those you got to follow religiously what the doctor says. But with things like Adderall, it'll say, oh, take two pills twice a day. You don't have to do this. Use it like a weapon. And again, this is not medical advice. I am not a doctor. Go to your doctor. But chances are your doctor's not going to want to prescribe this stuff for you anyway because it is terrible for you. Now, once you're on breaks, you're out of school, 
you're going to realize you don't really need this to do a lot of other things. The problem when you're on meds 24-7 is you don't actually solve the problem that the medication is masking. And it's kind of like what they say about females when they take birth control and mate selection and things like that. You're going to end up picking, if you're young especially, you're going to pick different jobs. You're going to pick things you don't like. You're going to pick different things that you don't really get to focus on without medication when you're on this stuff. Like if you're coding all day in a cubicle and you're like, wow, I can just plow through this. This is amazing. Once you don't have unlimited focus, medically induced focus, you might not like that. It might not be suitable for you. And this is the kind of decision you're going to have to make if you're a student or even if you're looking at a career transition. So be careful. You don't want to alter your brain, which alters your preferences, because you're having trouble with X, Y, and Z. This could alter the course of your life. You got to be careful and you got to make decisions soberly. And that doesn't mean just without alcohol. Hey, Jordan, summer is approaching and my family has a huge cookout every year. This has me thinking, when is the right time for me to bring my girlfriend with me to a family function? You obviously can't be bringing every woman that you date home to meet mom and dad, so when is the right time for that to happen? Signed, Getting Serious? Hey, Serious, here's the thing. You've already kind of hit upon the best way to introduce your family to your girl. At a large function like that is really perfect. It takes some of the pressure off the interaction because it's not like you're sitting mom and dad down for a formal introduction. Instead, she can casually get to know everyone in your family, even your weird uncles, as long as you keep an eye on things. And as far as how long you have to be together or whatever, that varies from one person to another. Basically, and I know this is worthless as far as advice is concerned, it's up to you to decide. But I I will say this. You should probably trust yourself more than you seem to right now, and when the time is right, you're definitely going to know. And here's the one caveat I will say. Look at the reason you're doing this. And this goes for pretty much any behavior, action, big step. What's the reason? Are you introducing her to your family because your family wants you to get married and she wants you to take the relationship to the next level? And there's, is there external pressure? Do you think it's going to achieve some result? If so, don't do it. It's too soon. You probably don't need to do it. It's probably not really your choice at this point. You're, you're succumbing to pressure. If you're doing it because you talk about her all the time, your parents want to know who she is, they've been encouraging you to bring her over, she you know, doesn't necessarily care either way or she's curious about your family, then yeah, it's a good time to do it. It's a good choice. The thing is, you just got to be careful not to be like, okay, if I introduce her to my family, my mom will get off my back and she'll like me even more because she'll see things are going further. That's, that's not a good reason to do it. So make sure your rationale behind it is good. And otherwise, yeah, who cares if it's too early or, or took too long? It's really not a big deal. The consequences of this are, are pretty minimal. Do you guys have any tips for when I'm telling others that I'm going to an AOC boot camp? It's a little embarrassing, in my opinion, to need coaching for social skills. Nobody knows I was thinking about this boot camp or even listening to the podcast. Thanks, Brian. Hey, Brian. As I, I get that. I get it. All right. I understand it. It can be a little bit of a tricky situation. But as for telling others when you're signing up for Art of Charm or that you're signing up for Art of Charm, the fact that you don't want people to know you're working on yourself, it really is only an ego issue. You're just worried about what other people think about you, which is totally normal to a degree. However, now you're venturing into the territory of trying to manage and control what other people think about you. It's not only a waste of your time, but it's largely impossible. My advice to you is to start thinking about why you're so concerned about what other people think of you in the first place. And here's the deal. When we get special forces guys and stuff like that that come through and we get high-end sales guys that come through and we get 
military, when we get uh, professionals, when we get married guys through here, really confident guys already that come through here, more mature guys, they never think about this. They don't care. They tell their wife. They tell their friends. People realize that successful people get training to make it to the next level. I get it, though. This is a young guy. Brian's a younger dude. The fact is your friends are probably think, making fun of you or that you think they're going to make fun of you. These aren't, that's not a winning mindset. Everybody's insecure. It's, you know, you're exhibiting the exact same thing. So you're afraid of what insecure people are going to think about your, your move to becoming more secure, your path. That's really, really ridiculous. It's kind of like asking a bunch of broke people how you should run your business. It's a really terrible idea to ask them for advice. And it's a really terrible idea to ask for their opinion. They don't know what they're talking about. They're in a worse or similar situation as you, and they have no valid input on this. So frankly, it's none of their business. But I would say look at why you're so concerned about what other people think of you in the first place. And by the time you dig down to that little gem, none of this other stuff like you mentioned above is going to matter. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash charm. Hey, Jordan, I recently met a girl that I've been spending lots of time with. We've gotten along great, cuddled a bit, and gotten past the quote-unquote I like you stage. But today we had a chat that revealed that that means different things to each of us. We want different things out of our relationship. Since that means that I won't be getting what I'm looking for, I quickly felt standoffish. I don't want to invest myself in a relationship with someone on a different trajectory. Is that selfish of me in a bad way? Will it be detrimental to get into the habit of rejecting friendships that don't give me what I want out of them? Looking for your thoughts. Sincerely, Pete. Hey, Pete. Look, I get it. The, an- the short answer is yes. You should get in the habit of rejecting friendships that don't give you what you want out of them. But the caveat here is you need to look for the value more closely. I've got a lot of friends where the value isn't readily apparent. I'm not saying, oh, this person's not a software engineer in Silicon Valley. Yeah, you need to, you need to ditch them. They're, you know, they're not going to help you on, in your path. That's, that's not how it goes. You need to be looking at real friendship. Would this person pick you up from the airport? Are they there when you're feeling down? Do they hang out with you and not judge you? Are you relaxed around them? Do you like how you feel around them? That's value. It's not, don't be looking for career value. Don't be looking for specific things that people can do for you. Look for quality people and look to the quality of people. If you find that these people are low quality, then yeah, you don't need to be friends with them. But if you find that they're just not going to be able to help you get another promotion later this year, that's not a good reason to get rid of somebody from your network. So don't reject because you're not getting what you want. Reject if you're not getting what you need, which is very different and also not as obvious. Of course, last but not least, if a relationship is dragging on you, if the person is too much of a taker, then definitely cut ties. But listen carefully. If you are a taker and you're only looking for what you can get from relationships, now you're that guy that deserves to be cut out of other people's lives. So be really careful when, where, and how you apply this. Listening to this podcast episode, I couldn't help but think about something I've been noticing in a variety of places. Here's what it is. I've noticed that guys who are in long-term relationships, long-term girlfriends, fiancés, wives, etc., seem to give advice that seems to carry a certain pro-female bias. It's almost like when answering questions, these guys judge men more harshly than they judge women. In many cases, women are given the assumption of innocence, whereas they find ways that men are in the wrong. It's something that I only notice with guys in long-term relationships, and it seems like men change, i.e. when they were single, they tended to have self-serving opinions, but then those same men, after a few years in a long-term relationship, give advice that's serving the interests of women. It's almost as if they're working on behalf of the interests of their girlfriends and wives in some weird, subversive, and subservient way. Sometimes it's hard for me to listen to advice from guys with long-term relationships because the advice seems too heavily slanted towards supporting women's interests. Regarding the guy who snooped on his girlfriend and found out she cheated, I couldn't help but think of this meme. And for the radio audience at home, it is a beautiful blonde woman. The text in the image says, He caught me cheating. It's his fault for spying on me. It seemed weird to me that you suggested that the guy should go to therapy for looking at his girlfriend's email. 
Yeah, it's not something he should do, but telling him he should see a therapist sounded like trumped-up charges, as if you were trying to vilify him. Thanks, Brett. Hey, man, I understand what you're saying, and thank you for taking the time. However, I think you're missing the point, or perhaps you just didn't listen properly, but he snooped through her email, and he had found that she cheated in a past relationship, not the current relationship. I was very specific in my answer that I didn't address her actions at all in my answer. It's also very clear to me that the issues leading to him snooping in her email had nothing to do with her and everything to do with him. The reason I did this is because the relationship is already dead once there's no trust, and that's the issue here. People don't spy on their significant other when there's a healthy amount of trust. Remember, she's been faithful to him in the current relationship, and he snooped on her email because he was insecure, not because he had a feeling she was up to something. Now, you can discard and discredit all the advice from guys in relationships all you like. That's your loss. In the end, the reason you see the difference in the advice is because being in a long-term relationship is a sign of maturity. Thus, when men mature, they no longer think only of themselves and instead think of their partnership and their significant other. You'll see the same thing with gay men. You'll see the same thing with gay women in healthy relationships as well. Now, perhaps you're just not there yet, which is okay. That's the whole point, though. You have to be mature and less selfish before you can make a long-term relationship work. And that relationship will seem to many outsiders to be more quote-unquote pro-female simply because it's less selfish and one-sided from a male perspective. I hope that helps, and good luck. I hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can email us at friday at theartofcharm.com. And we've got something new. Our friends at Burner App have set us up with a call-in line now. So if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text, you can do so either to 415-429-1915. That's 415-429-1915. And if you need to stay on the down low or you just don't want someone to have your actual phone number for any reason, be sure to check out Burner at burnerapp.com. It's a cool little app. It lets you make new phone numbers on the fly right from your smartphone and essentially, quote-unquote, burn them when you're done, just like uh, if you've seen The Wire, the drug dealer flip phones where they just throw them in the dumpster after they're done. It's like that, but it's an app, so you don't have to throw your iPhone in a friggin' dumpster. Also, of course, we have the Art of Charm Challenge at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed, that's charmed, to 33444, we're going to take you step-by-step step to becoming better at making personal and professional connections, becoming a better networker, increasing your personal social capital and your charisma. It's for both guys and gals, so check that out at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed to 33444. Quick shout-out to Jake Oman, who's wrestling in Japan, and Sean in Perth, who just found the show after meeting me riding some quads through the jungle in Thailand. Of course, everybody that I met, show fan and otherwise, here at Heroic Public Speaking, Michael Ports, Michael and Amy Ports event down here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I am right now. You know, it's funny, personalizing the people that listen to the show makes me want to do it even more, makes me want to do it even better, and also makes me want to watch my language a little bit. It's really easy to slip up and be a little bit tacky when I'm you know, sitting here alone in my underwear or whatever, but when I can personalize it and I see a bunch of really nice folks listening on the other end, it changes the game for me, but uh, it won't change me too much. I'm too stubborn. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up and I'll shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.